sometimes uh, in the 2020 year now <gasps> yes oh my gosh yes happy new year happy new year guys um sorry it took us so long to post episodes from december we had exams you get it and also i'm lazy you get it but new year <laughs> same schedule probably. same us yes yeah. correct hope you're having a good new year so far yes um when this gets posted we will be getting ready for our second semester of grad school which is scary. And I will be moving moved into moving into a new apartment. Scary and fun. Scary and fun. Scary and fun. I have nothing else to report. Cool. You want to get started? Yeah. We're doing poetry. Um you want to go first? You want me to go sure. first? Sure. You go first. Okay. All right. How, um are you keeping score? Oh, we are drinking water because it's January 1st. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, we are eating caram or bourbon caramel dark chocolate, so like I feel like that offsets. Yes, it does. Beautifully. So, poem one A. Uh, you don't get a title for this one. Okay. Not all balloons float. Foley bulbs sit in the cervix. Residual water balloons checker a mosaic graveyard. After her third bowl of tripe stew, Emily Rowland resembles herself a balloon, though her head undoubtedly comprises helium. Not all balloons float. <laughs> Poem 1B Also no title Very sorry Beautiful I don't have to outrun the elephant I just have to outrun you I don't have to race with a belligerent ten point buck Outpace an elephant in musk I don't need to flee a wrathful firmament Or dance with a choleric jackboot I don't have to outrun the elephant I only have to outrun you What? Well I think they're both great Uh um, I misread belligerent because I'm like kind of far from my laptop and I thought it said, I don't have to race with a belligerent. And I was like, what is a belligerent? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, did I mispronounce it again? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, nope. A belligerent 10 point buck outpaced an elephant in musk. There's a lot more rhyming in the second one. Indeed. Foley bulbs sit in the cervix. I'm going to go with my gut and say you wrote one A. I surely did. Yay. Um, is there anything behind it? Nope. Tru truly nothing. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I titled mine, I titled mine Thesaurus. Okay. And the real title of this one was that, which is why I could not. <laughs> to relay with the pachyderm. Yep. Gotcha. And I didn't want to actually do eight lines and all of that, like stick to the structure. So yeah. I said, fuck it. Yeah. Love it. Doing it. All right. Okay. You got it. All right. On track. Um, oh, I have to open yours up. <laughs> I am prepared. I'm proud of you. Do I have an eraser? I get, uh... Yeah, that's an eraser. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm ready. All right. 1A. Sorry I didn't put, like, 1A or B. That's okay. 1A. They're also not on the same line. I love it. They are on mine. Not on mine. 
That's annoying. That's okay. Look, they're not. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. I'm pretty sure my Google Drive is weird because this happens a lot with like other really projects. That kind of sucks. I hope it doesn't like. It's annoying. Take points off. I know it's annoying. All right. All right. One A. I think of myself as a finch, flitting from twig to twig, having no particular direction, collecting the perfect sprig, the softest moss, to curate a cozy nest that will cradle my eggs, round and plump. I am a mess of grass and feathers. I am a mess of song. There's no punctuation. It's driving me insane. There is punctuation. There's just no, like, capitals. Yeah. All right. 1B. On our first date, we visit a dome of butterflies. Outside the entrance, a sign reads, Please do not touch the butterflies. Let them land on you. Same, I whisper to myself. This is my love language. Please do not touch me. Please let me land on you. Okay. Many thoughts. (laughs) Many thoughts, because... That is not your boyfriend. You are a physical person. But did you do that on purpose and write it backwards? I've also never seen poetry talking specifically about love language, so I wonder if that's where you got your inspiration. And the same is very true. <laughs> but I'm a mess of grass and feather. I, that sounds like you, too. And I don't know about you, but when I have writer's block, I always write about birds. So maybe you do the same thing and therefore wrote about a finch. I don't think I've ever <laughs> used birds as like a, like, my, when I get writer's block, I think, I tend to talk about emotions, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, what's happening in my brain? I describe things, and I feel I can describe animals very deeply. Poetically? Yeah. Love it. Okay. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't influence you, but. Just... It doesn't. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna go with same and say that you wrote one B. I wrote one A. <laughs> Is this another? This one really was about a finch that was out here. <laughs> I wrote my poetry out. Oh, we're recording outside, and I wrote my poetry outside, and I didn't know what to write about. And I watched a little, little tiny bird hopping. I have used that exact same bird. <laughs> I've written like four poems about birds at this point. He was a cute little bird. Okay, I loved him. A little bloop bloop bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. All right. Is this another Tumblr poet? No. Okay. All right. Oh, my turn. Yes. Right. Okay. Poem 2A is called Arrhythmia. All right. Okay. 2A. The heart of a bear is a cloud-shuttered mountain. The heart of a mountain's a kiln. The white heart of a moth has 19 white chambers. The heart of a swan is a swan. The heart of a wasp is a prick of plush. The heart of a skunk is a mink. The heart of an owl is part blood and part chalice. The fey mouse heart rides a dotty dust cart. The heart of a kestrel hides a house wren at nest. The heart of a lark is a czar. The heart of a scorpion is swidden and spark. The heart of a shark is a gear. Listen and tell thrums the grave heart of humans. Listen well, love, for it's pitch dark down here. Roar scotch. Roar shock. Thank you. Yeah, that one guy. <laughs> How is it? Roar shock. Roar shark. Roar shock. Roar shock. Roar like a lion. Roar shock. Shock like electroshock therapy. Roar shock. Roar shock. So to be. 
story, the sun rises again to thwart the darkness from harming his friends. Fright and sullen beasts beware. Hush, milk from the breast of mother will grow you strong and ease your unrest. Battle for the sun, resist for moon. Brawl for the trees, duel so we may till the soil and love for free. Wield your weapon for these only. We cannot halt these needful wars, but take caution, for the blood of enemies once spilled cannot be extracted from yours. Whoa! I think wrote to be. I did. The subject matter is more you. I like it better. Oh yay! I really loved the sec like to the actual poem. It's arrhythmia. a great poem. There's a lot of rhythm in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's one of those things where it's like if you were presented with a poem with rhythm in it, you're more likely to not do rhythm than like present a poem with like. Le- less rhythm and then come up with like a super rhythmic pattern. Well, watch out now. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. Oh my God. It's not looking good for me yet again. All right. Two. I'm I'm not going to tell you the title yet. Oh, I didn't tell you the title. The first two didn't even have titles. They were just untitled. Sorry. I love it. I just, it was annoying me that there weren't blocks there. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Okay. I am trying to see things in perspective. My dog wants a bite of my peanut butter chocolate chip bagel. I know she cannot have this because chocolate makes dogs very sick. My dog does not understand this. She pouts and wraps herself around my leg like a scarf and tries to convince me to give her just a tiny bit. When I do not give in, she eventually gives up and lays in the corner under the piano, drooping and sad. I hope the universe has my best interest in mind like I have my dogs. When I want something with my whole being and the universe withholds it from me, I hope the universe thinks to herself, silly girl, she thinks this is what she wants, but she does not understand how it will hurt. Oh! (laughs) True. All right, to be. I can never say how I feel. If poetry were currency, I would trade away form and alliteration. There is no reason for rhyme because rhythm is a fallacy, a heuristic. I would deal only in thoughts. No, sentiments. See, words are worthless, like the letter K. Nothing lost by losing her. Vowels are light and heavy, conveying ecstasy and nothingness at once. Words have value only in their meaning, because there are a thousand ways to disagree, a thousand ways to say I love you, a thousand words for hate and fear and malice. But only one for me, and that just won't do. Only one word, and yet I am infinite. Fuck. <sighs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Why do I even bother anymore? <laughs> I love your poetry. I know. That doesn't help the score. <laughs> I was hoping since you wrote them today that they wouldn't be thought out. And I don't know why I thought that that would be true. <laughs> well, that happened last time. Only for one of them. I had one I had one idea in my head when you read the first one. And now that you're the second one, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think the second one a little above. I think the 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 I think <laughs> I think the last statement at the bottom of the second one is more you. It's like they should be switched. Like the content of the first, like the main stanza, should be. Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> the 
couplet on the bottom of the second one is you, but the content in the first stanza is you. Okay. I understand. So I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> All right. I am going to say that you wrote. Come on. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm like sending it to you telepathically. 2A? No. No, my fucking God. <laughs> I wrote 2B. Um, 2A is called Theories About the Universe. 2B. Sorry, I'm like chewing my chocolate in the microphone. It's called Worthless Poem because it's a poem of words and the poems are about how words are worthless. <laughs> um, I actually have to credit my friend Chris Robinson for the inspiration behind this. Because he used a phrase while we were hanging out last week. Like, if poetry were currency, yours would be blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Damn it, Chris, you're helping her. I was like, poetry were currency. I love it. So that's kind of where this one started from. Um, And, you know, I kind of, I I thought you would read more into, like, I would throw away form and alliteration because, like, I don't really, I I prefer free form poetry. Yeah, but I think you choose poems like that on purpose. Mm. 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 And also you just talked about getting a dog and you just received a piano. That's true. That's true. But I don't have a piano yet, nor do I have a dog. Yeah, but... That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry to have fooled you. It's okay. That's the name of the game. It is. All right. Okay. Ready to very clearly see which one's mine now? <laughs> <laughs> Poem 3A is called Fervor. Okay. Ants everywhere. All right. The cloudless blue taunted me today with her spearmint breath. Only after I took a long, smooth drag did she snuff out the chill with a labored sigh. Feather me with orange while I feverishly wait for white to blanch my fingertips. Bleach the river that I may perch awaiting the current to remove, nope, to move from my rump, through my stomach, and out of my mouth so I can breathe my own slush for those stale of orange. What? Okay. Okay. 3B is called fever. The heat so peaked tonight the moon can't cool a scum-mucked swimming pool or breeze emerge to lift the frowsy ruff of owls too hot to hoot. The mouse and brown barn rat astute enough to know to drop and dash, while on the bunched-up, corkscrewed sheets of cots and slumped brass beds, the fitful twist and kink and pled to dream, a dream of air, as bitter cruel as winter gale that scrapes and blows and gusts the grate to luff the whitened ashes from the coal. I'm going to guess you were at 3A. Obviously. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, it, is it literally about this backyard? Uh, <laughs> kind of. No, it's more about how it was so nice and cool this morning, and then it said, fuck you, now it's hot. And I was like, this is dumb. I wish that I could just, like, sit and, like, make myself cold and make anything else I want cold. Much like Elsa. Oh, okay. So that's, like, I want it, like I want that to be ice so I can go sit in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and the ice will freeze my butt and my stomach, and then I'll, like, and get the breath, and then I can, like, make Love everything it. cool. Love it. That's cool. I don't know what the second one was about. I'm really interested to see who your poet is. Last one. Oh, I ends up at the top of yours. No, no, no. Okay. All right. One A. She keeps her wedding ring on for the same reason she refuses to leave the house without makeup on. She swallows knives, then gets angry when you make her spit them out and don't name her magic. She will throw a tantrum if you don't let her call self-destruction a talent. She glosses her lips with gasoline kisses, the mouths of matchstick men, then complains everyone she loves is on fire. 
She takes an axe to the television set, smiles at her lover, and says, Honey, isn't this grand? Now the only thing we have to watch is each other. Fuck. Angsty much? <laughs> All right. Three C. Three <laughs> Three B. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, C? <laughs> All right. She wanted the pear-shaped ring because it's the same shape as her favorite fruit and her hips. She says green is her favorite color, and she loves the woods, but she takes a chainsaw to the first tree she finds. The mountainside is gray and bleak, but she wants it right now, right here, not caring that the hat hides the flecks in his eyes. They stand on a precipice, stark and steep, and she pushes him over the edge before jumping herself, saying, my love, now we can fall for each other over and over and over. Oh my fucking Christ. Did you pick, like, a 16-year-old, like, (laughs) mega... (laughs) I'm gonna say that, since I'm not gonna read them again, because that didn't help me. I'm gonna say you wrote the... Second one. I did! Yay! Oh my god, guys, I did it. Yay! <laughs> um, did you miss this? Did you miss the second one too? Yeah. Sorry. No. Um. Okay. Um. So the first one is called the marriage diorama. Ooh, okay. The, the mine is called the engagement, and I will leave it at that. Fucking noted. <laughs> I want to hear your poet. Okay. Lol, 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 lol. <laughs> My poet. <laughs> My poet is. Her name is Haley Lifehauser. Okay. Hopefully that's how you pronounce it. What is it? Yeah, you can scroll down. Light- poet Haley Life. Either Lifehauser or Lighthauser, but I think it's Lifehauser. Great. Okay. So she was born in Baltimore and raised in Maryland and Central Florida. Ooh. She works. She okay. I actually liked her because I saw myself in her. Not the fact that I know how to write poetry, but the fact that she came to poetry very late and had a bunch of other odd jobs before, such okay. as working as a salad chef, a real estate office manager, gourmet food salesperson, freelance copy editor, phone surveyor, bookstore clerk, fact checker, and most recently, senior reference librarian at the Department of Energy in D.C. Interesting. Right? She sounds like an awesome person. She like she struck me as the person who's like, "Hello, my name is Haley, and I have a job. Also, I'm an amazing poet." And like, mm. poetry isn't her thing. Yeah. No. Well, obviously, it's her thing. She's amazing. Yeah. But, like, it's not her career. Yeah. Returning to writing after a break of several decades, wow. her work has now appeared widely in publications such as Poetry Magazine, Agni Online, Crazy Horse, The Gettysburg Review, The Iowa Review, Meridian, and Best American Poetry. She's the author of the poetry collections Saint Worm in 2019 and Swoop 2013, which won Poetry Foundation's Emily Dickinson First Book Award. She's the recipient of the Discovery in the Nation Prize and an Individual Artists Grant from the Maryland State Arts Council recipient. She lives in Silver Spring, Maryland, where she's a coordinator for the Cafe Muse Reading Series. Awesome. And we love her, and she's lovely. She sounds great. Yeah, she didn't have a Wikipedia page, which made me, like, which further affirmed that I chose her for the right reason. Reason mm-hmm. being, she's not a poet as a career. Gotcha. That's what I liked. Gotcha. It's like, oh, I do this thing on the side and also I'm good at it and has won all these awards. Fuck you. And also you're amazing. And also you're amazing. <sighs> Alright, tell me about yours. Okay. Um, Is she 16? Was I right? She's not 16. Oh, Alright. It's a she though. The show! <laughs> she is... Oh, oh, scroll down. Oh, uh... <laughs> I didn't know it would be a live photo on Google Docs. I converted it to a GIF. You're so it would play. You're perfect. <laughs> we look amazing. I know. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. Um, her name is Blythe Baird. Blythe. Blythe Baird. Of course she's a poet. Um, she's... I don't know where I found her. It was either Instagram or Tumblr. And I promise next time I will do like a like an actual established no, she's a, poet. She is but I really a liked poet. like I really liked her stuff because no, no, it wasn't good. like that three line stuff, you yeah. know. So um, this is from her website. It says um, at only twenty three years old, Blythe Baird is already one of the most recognizable names in spoken word and slam poetry. Originally from the northwest suburbs of Chicago, the viral and award-winning writer has garnered international recognition for her poems that speak out on sexual assault, mental illness, eating disorder recovery, sexuality, and healing. Her work has been featured by Glamour, L India, TEDx Minneapolis, the National Eating Disorder Association, Mike, The Huffington Post, Everyday Feminism, Medium, The Mighty, Thumb Body is Not an Apology, Right Bloody, Button Poetry, A Plus, and more. Yeah. Baird graduated from Hamline University in 2018 with a dual degree in creative writing and women's studies. Blythe's highly anticipated full-length collection, If My Body Could Speak, is now out with button poetry. Oh, yeah, I like her. So she's, like, she's kind of, because I, I was, like, I was, like, I couldn't find anyone on Poetry Foundation that I really wanted, was, like, interested in doing their poetry. And then it was, like, I, because, you know, I've been in a weird headspace the last couple days, so mm-hmm. it's just hard for me to sit down and, like, write something, like, really regimented so um i found her i think on instagram because that's where i pulled most of her poems from these all three of those poems are from her book mm-hmm. and um the, i if looked my body could speak yes okay. if my body could speak um which the first poem in that book is if your body could speak would she forgive you oh <laughs> um and so i really liked that one um and she had one that was about like it was called lipstick that I think a lot of people really connected with, but I didn't, I didn't love it. I was like, I didn't, it's not that I didn't love it. It just didn't sound like me. It's something about like, um, when she was growing up, her mom would never let her wear lipstick except for special occasions. And now she wears it every day because she is her own special occasion. Oh, I love that. Um, which I thought was cute, but that was very like Tumblr poet to me. I got you. And so these were the only, these were the ones I found that were like a little more substantive. No, yeah, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm so, with you, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's Blythe Baird. She's our age. Oh, um, shit. So, I was iffy. Yeah. I was iffy, right? You were sort of right. So, but she seems pretty, pretty well established in the poetry world, so. Um, I would say she's award-winning and nationally recognized. That's, yeah, so. I'm not internationally recognized or award-winning. You know what I actually really liked about her was I was looking at her Instagram and she posted she applied for a master's program in creative writing um, at the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and she was rejected, and mm-hmm. she posted her rejection letter, and mm-hmm. she was like, I don't normally like to post things that I'm not good at, or mm-hmm. like my failures and stuff, because obviously it leads to embarrassment, but like I'm trying to be better about presenting a whole picture, and like I just thought that was interesting. I don't see a lot of people like posting their it? failures. Social yeah. media right now is very much like Life is perfect. I'm engaged. I have a baby. I'm getting married. Oh, which like, is exactly why I want to delete my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so I I found it refreshing. So um, that's Blythe Baird. I love. Yeah. So that brings our totals to Chrissy 61 and Jackie 54. Okay. Okay. Chrissy's kicking butt. And that's accurate. Wah. Yeah. Yeah. And have a good year. Happy New Year. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And, and... Be like bees. And that's all. See you next time. Yeah.
very lost at the moment. <laughs> don't know what to do about it. Don't know what to do about it. Oh, you're always on backup. I thank you, man. <laughs> you got me.